podcast, where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you are doing well today. I have my old mixer coming in soon, so hopefully within a week or so, we will go back to the quality audio, and I apologize again for the crap audio. Today, we're going to do a quick episode on emotional reasons why men have difficulty purging the relationship thirst. Now, if you're unfamiliar to my content, the relationship thirst is this idea that a man's life is incomplete without a woman, as best demonstrated by a couple of kind of collective imprints in our in our Hollywood mind. So like two pieces of a locket, each locket incomplete until it merges into its full locket. Or the line from Jerry Maguire, you complete me. This kind of nonsense leads men to make poor decisions, and I would say leads women to make poor decisions as well. But since this is a man's channel, we focus on the men. The idea that your life is incomplete without a woman, the idea that your life can't be happy and you cannot achieve contentment without a woman. These are highly problematic mindsets. Now, you could argue, well, Gregory, you know, biblical, da 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 God said, Adam, you shouldn't be without a woman. Okay, yeah, sure. But that was before the fall. That was before concupiscence kicked in. That was certainly prior to the time where women could use the court system to destroy. Now, again, I'm not saying every woman does this, of course, but if you compare marriage now to like 1810, if a woman cheated on you back then, she wouldn't get a dime. She wouldn't get the kids. She knew she had to treat her husband with respect because the husband could put her out on the streets or send her to a convent, depending what century we're talking about. It kept women in line and therefore it kept marriages intact because as a whole, men don't leave marriages. That's not to say men didn't have affairs back in the old days. Of course they did. But they didn't leave their wives. They kept the family intact, which meant the kids grew up in an intact family and there wasn't this shattered generations that we've had the last four generations since the creation of the welfare state. Because now with the welfare state, the government is now the gun husband, and daddy of the single mom. So with the relationship thirst, and again, I like to keep these episodes pretty short. So with the relationship thirst, men who have the idea, and all of us were like this, right? If you would ask your 20-year-old self, are you going to get married? Yes. Do you believe in love? Yes. All these things. The problem with having the idea that your life is incomplete without a woman is, A, what happens if you're an incel? What happens if you're just not an attractive dude and you can't get a woman? you're handicapped or something like that, then what, your life's incomplete? That's kind of a sad mindset to have. Also, I think it makes men complacent on improving themselves. 
And also, it just, it just makes you have to pivot and makes your self-esteem all contingent upon and all reliant upon a woman. So you feel sad if you don't have a girlfriend, but then you feel happy when you do have a girlfriend or your, your marriage is going well. And then you feel sad when it's not working out well. And then you feel happy. No. Happiness, and more importantly, the pursuing of contentment and charity and gratitude, which are the three more important things, should be pursued alone. You don't need extrinsic, external sources to tell you that you're a good person or that you can only be happy if you're with somebody. So, not purging the relationship thirst, especially after your first divorce, leads you to do a lot of mistakes. One, you'll go jump back on the dating market because you think your ex-wife was the exception instead of understanding that the court system and hypergamy and solipsism can't be taken away and that a wall, a wall, a wall, a wall. But also, it makes you take on women that have a lot of baggage. And there's that episode we have here, Seven Signs, that show that you're, you don't think you're the king or the cat. You take on a fat woman, a single mom, a woman with a lot of debt, a woman with mental health problems, all these things, older women. And why do you do that? Because you haven't purged your relationship thirst. You think your life's incomplete without a woman, and therefore you're, you're just, you'll take on any woman that's someone attractive and gives you the time of day. And then you just don't see that you're going through the gauntlet and you're going to be a lamb to the slaughter, statistically, because the statistic shows that the rate of divorce for second marriages is 68 to 70%. So intellectually, men know this. So if you, if, you, if you go to a man and say, hey, bro, you shouldn't remarry because the statistic is this, the statistic is that on divorce, and, and you talk about hypergamy, you talk, they'll be like, yeah, yeah, that all makes sense. But again, the intellectual arguments for purging the relationship thirst is relatively easy. But it doesn't really have a big effect on men because you have to pierce the heart and to a certain extent the loins. But you have to pierce the heart. So that's the hard part is to get to tell a man, You really don't need a woman in your life. And the biggest obstacles are going to be sons of single moms. Because sons of single moms grew up having to worship their mother and fear that her mother would abandon him. Because in his mind, think of like a four-year-old. His father's gone, or his father he barely sees. So he thinks, well, I can't let mommy abandon me. They don't know what's going on. So they do everything to please the mom. And therefore, later when they get into adolescence, that transfers to all women. So they pedestalize women and worship, worship women. Another group that's really hard for to, to purge the emotional thirst is going to be incels. So guys that didn't really have a lot of luck with women. So involuntary celibates, if you don't, you're not familiar with the portmanteau. So these are going to be like kind of nerdy kids in high school, never had luck with women. So they still idolize them. They they, they don't know uh, like what, what it's like to date. And so, of course, grass is greener. And they get dumped a lot, which makes them yearn more for a woman. Now, I was like this in high school. Go to Confessions of an Obi's Child episode called The Opposite Sex. It must be like episode 11 where I talk about my experiences with women. I would watch Pretty in Pink, the old John Hughes movie. Like, why can I have that? So that's another one. Another one is just nice guy syndrome. And nice guy syndrome is kind of born out of a lot of sons of single moms and incels. Right? They want acceptance. They want everyone to like them. And these are guys, of course, that are nice to everybody. They have no edge. They can't say no. So these are people pleasers. These guys get walked all over in, in, in work and on relationships. And they think deep down that people like them. But people don't respect them. Think about it. If you're at work and you go up to somebody and say, hey, bro, can you do this for me? He says, no, that's not my job. That's your job. You go do it. You're taken back a little bit. You're like, whoa, this guy knows his work. 
Whereas if it's the other way around, like, hey, can you go do this one? Yeah, yeah. And they always say yes. Then you're like, oh, I can always use him. So nice guys and people pleasers, those are really the toughest to pierce, the emotional reasons to purge the relationship first. Because they have a scarcity mindset of life in general, and deep down, they're kind of passive-aggressive miserables. So they're very hard. And that's that's kind of the group that, that has the biggest problem. If it's guys that have always gotten laid, you know, through high school and college, guys I've seen the cluster bees in college, and they've always had like women by their side, they have more of an abundance mindset, and therefore they're like, Yeah, I know, I don't need this woman, I'll find another woman, or I don't need women at all. I've seen the worst of women. But it's the guys who haven't had those experiences, plus the big one, early childhood trauma. Divorce is an early childhood trauma. Abuse is an early childhood trauma. And to go full circle, who's more likely to get physically and sexually abused? Kids of single moms. The stepfather effect. You can look this up. They're 70 times more likely to get, or I'm sorry, 40 times more likely to be physically or sexually abused. Kids that are not raised by their biological father, by an intact family. So it's all full circle. We are a broken society because we're made up of broken families. So guys, in closing, the relationship thirst is fundamental to purge because once you truly purge it, and you know, I don't know, Blake Lively, when she was 22, knocks on your door and says, I want to marry you. And you'd be like, no, sorry. I'll ban you, but I won't marry you. That's how you know you purge the thirst. But if you don't purge the thirst, you're always susceptible to get denapped, dicknapped, and to fall back onto the plantation because you think your life isn't complete without a woman in it. So a lot of you who are post-divorce still see your house as being lonely instead of seeing as solitude and quiescence. Because if you've been married to a woman or live with a woman, you know living with them many times, and not always, many times, especially later in the marriage, it's loud, it's hectic, they always bring drama, talking about their friends or family, they bring their family over for a week without telling you, you know, just all this stuff. So once you go through that and you're divorced, you have this silence. But a lot of you men, and this is how you know, if you see your, your, your alone time as silence and tranquility, that's a good step that you purge thirst. But if you still see it as, I'm so wonky, like Kim Jong-il from Team America, that's a problem. So you got to work on it, guys. So if you're a nice guy, people please, your son of a single mom, if you're one of these guys, you were kind of inselling in high school, you guys are even more primed uh, to get dick naps. So you really got to work on your relationship thirst. Guys, if you appreciate my content, I'll please post an honest review. It would take you five seconds, especially if you have an Apple product. You'll notice there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal if you want to donate $5, $10 to defray the cost of hosting this podcast up on a server. Also, there's a link to Naturopathic Earth, my website. Click on that. It takes you to the site where you can see all six, 700 articles and pages and blogs and all the podcasts are over there, tons of recipes. You'll notice on the homepage that my two books are on the right side. Click on that. And it takes you to Amazon where you can buy my two books, either paperback or Kindle. But if you don't want to buy my books, which is a mistake, but if you don't want to buy my books, you can search from Amazon from there. And anything you buy within 24 hours by going through our links, by clicking on the pictures of my books on naturopathicart.com, we get a 2% commission no expense to you. So it helps us out in a passive way. If you want to talk from the Red Pill perspective, contact me through the clarity.fm link. Just go to clarity.fm and look me up. And lastly, to help get this message out, it's very important you subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man. If you're going to post a review, type something. Um, it just helps with the algorithm even more. But if you don't want to type something, just put in some stars. That's great. Also, check out Female Holistic Health Apothecary and Confessions of an Obese Child. Subscribe to those and post an honest review there. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needum. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.